you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we wanna to work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, my featured guest is Rubina Ianigro. And she is the creative genius behind The Gray Muse. And you can find her at The Gray Muse. Let me say that in English, thegraymuse.com. Uh, and it's a shop featuring the best enamel pins for creatives. She is also a mindset coach, helping women step into the best version of themselves by transforming the way they think and feel. Don't you want that startup nation? Don't you want to transform the way you think and feel because it's not working for you? I know you do. We all do. With a background in social work, Rubina's mission is to make a positive difference in people's lives just by being herself. There's no one quite like you. She loves to inspire and be inspired, engage with her audience on Instagram, and connect with like-minded, high-vibe individuals. She believes everyone has the right to dream big and create a life they love to wake up to every day. If you don't love your life right now, listen up. Rubina's got some tips for you. Rubina offers limited one-to-one -one coaching and a small group program. She also teaches how she built her six-figure enamel pin business and how she used Instagram to grow her own community of pin fans. Did you even know that pin fans was a thing? I didn't. She lives in New Jersey. We won't hold it against her. I'm from New York. With her husband and together, they have a toddler and four cats. Rubina, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Hi, Joseph. I'm so excited to be here and talk about pins. 
pins, baby. Let's and talk about pins. Go. Waking up to a life that you love. I've come a long way. I've done a lot of inner work. Um, so it definitely requires a mindset shift, identity shift when you want to change the way you do things and the way you live your life. So, Tell me, who were you before? I was working nine to five as a social worker, having people tell me what to do. So my creativity was not being nurtured. Um, I was resentful. I was angry, burnt out. Uh, you know, every day was the same thing. You know, wake up, go to work, do what I'm told, um, put in the paperwork and then come home just tired. And uh, everything changed when I got pregnant and then had my daughter. And I realized I don't want her to be living this way. And I asked myself, like, what can I do differently? Mm. And I quit my job. <laughs> and I quit my job. Let's pause right there. All right. So take a minute before we get fully into your story. Take a minute, share with us something personal about you. There are very few people in your business life actually know. Oh, um, the more personal, the better. Give us the juice. Uh, I... We live with our parents and we don't pay rent. <laughs> That's very personal, very open. Um, so it was a blessing. It is hard, but it, that's a real blessing for us that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, I got that. Thank you for sharing that. And I know before we got, we went uh, live, uh, you shared that it's also cultural, right? That's yes. you take care of your parents in your culture. You honor your mother and your father. Yes. And, and that's a beautiful thing. I think here in the U.S., we've lost that tradition. Now we throw them in a home and we say, yes. thanks for this life. Peace. <laughs> and that's, that's tragic. It really is. You know, right. So anyway, thank you for doing that for your mom and dad who gave you life. All right, let's get into this. Joseph, I, I, Startup Nation, I know you're like, Joseph, can you stop with all the spiritual stuff? Man, seriously, just give me the tips and strategies so I could go crush it. <laughs> Listen, slow down slow down. It's all about why are you doing it? Why are you out making the money? Don't you want to have impact? Don't you want the, the things that matter? Listen, go chase the money. You'll get it. I did eventually, but at what cost? And then you're going to be a statistic on a hospital bed dying with regret. Yes. What do you want to add to that, Rubina? That's actually what made me start is when I thought into the future of, you know, what if whenever I die and I look back at my life, did I do the things that I wanted to do? And so that really shifted the, the, the actions I was taking in my life. Cause I'm a visionary. So all I do is dream and <laughs> dream really big. And then I'm like, okay, someday I'll get to it. <laughs> Cause you think you have this, you know, all these years to get to it and you don't. You definitely don't. Okay, let's get down to business, Carol. All right, so you, you were a social worker. You were absolutely miserable going into work every single day. Obviously not feeling like you had any impact in the world, I'm guessing, or maybe even in your-, your Very minimal. You Very minimal, right. okay? You're just miserable. You're not living the life that you want. Then God gives you a baby, the gift mm -hmm. of life, and shifts everything for you. And you go, man, I want a better life for my daughter. Yes. What happened after that? At what point did you say, you know what? That better life looks like 
Enamel pins. <laughs> I was crafting on the side. This was my hobby. Um, and I was spending hours doing the work. I, you know, I, I didn't even think in my head that I wanted to start a business. It was more about pursuing, uh, just taking action, doing things, have a hobby and learning. I'm very self-aware, so I pay attention to my patterns and the same patterns kept coming up even with my hobby. I was just quitting things all the time. And I realized I didn't like working for other people. Mm. And so the, the solution to that was to figure out what, well, what can I do for myself? Um, and then that, uh, just kind of like the universe. It's like when I put it out there, the universe sends me these signs and there I started collecting enamel pins. And then I realized, oh, they didn't really have enamel pins for crafters and card makers. And I'm not a designer. I don't illustrate, but I said, well, why not? I can try. And so I actually had a job lined up a part-time therapist position in New York City and I figured okay so it's I have kind of a safety net um, I don't have to pay rent right now so I can you know like dabble into a few things so it was more about pursuing things I was curious about that I just kind of wanted to try and I'm always open to that just trying things at least once just to see how it goes um, so I wasn't thinking oh my god I'm gonna make this much money I was like okay if I have 10 sales I'm really good <laughs> Um, so I designed some very basic things that I loved. So everything I create are things that I love or reminders to myself. And I started with that. That's so good. And, you know, I was on your website and I was looking at some of your pins, some of your designs and BC, uh, sorry, startup nation. I have two shows. I kind of confuse you sometimes. <laughs> so startup nation. Uh, if you go and as you're listening to the show, go ahead and type in the gray G R A E, uh, sorry, G R A Y muse M U S E.com the gray muse.com and check out some of Rubina's design. So I'm going to read a few to you. These are pins, enamel pins. You pin onto your pantsuit, you know, jacket it says my brain has too many tabs open. That's one of them. How many of us can relate to that? Uh, if you get tired, learn to rest, not to quit. That's a good one. I like that. Crafting is my superpower. No longer a people pleaser. No one is you and that is your power. This one's fun. I can't adult today. Tomorrow doesn't look good either. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> These are creative. These are clever. They're witty. And I get that other people are going to say, hey, that's me. And they're yes. going to put their hand up and say, that's me. That represents me. That represents how I feel. That represents what I'm going through right now. I want to wear that on my jacket, on my lapel. And boom, you get the order. <laughs> so that's really cool. That's fantastic. How did you know that you could build a successful business here? Because so many people have a hobby on the side. They're listening right now. They have a hobby, something they'd love to do, but they're sacrificing it to do the paycheck somewhere that, where they're miserable, like you were doing. How did you know you could build a business around it and that you wanted to build a business around this where some people, many people, they, they're talented at multiple things and the most difficult thing for them is to narrow down to one thing, the first thing. How did you do it? Um, for me, I paid attention to what other people were doing. So I followed people that were inspiring. So that made it possible that, you know, there are people out there doing things that they love. So that was one of the mindset shifts that I needed to make is to have 
pay attention to people that were doing what they wanted versus if I was just following people that had a nine to five, then I wouldn't think anything else is possible. So there are people, you know, I was following like watercolor artists and other pin makers and seeing, and then trying to figure out, well, how can I do it my way? So I don't want it to be like everyone else. I know there are a million pin makers. <laughs> there are a million pins out there. And if I thought, well, why me? And it's like, but I have my own thoughts, my own feelings, my own experiences. And that made it possible for me. Well, let me just start small. It's you have to take the baby steps and test things out. It's not like, oh, I'm going to have a six figure. I, I thought maybe I would have five figures, <laughs> um, but I pursued what felt good to me and stayed authentic to who I am. Mm. For all you artists out there listening to the show, all you crafties, <laughs> uh, listen up, right? Because Rubina's about to drop on the mic here her top three tips and strategies of how she's making over six figures or making six figures, I should say, but over $100,000 a year annual revenue selling craft pins. I actually just uh, approached, so my one year is on March 9th, so it's not even been a year and I'm almost at 150. Look at you go. <laughs> um, so it's kind of crazy that I did this, but looking back, my first tip was I stayed true. Like I did what felt good to me because everyone's going to tell you, you have to do more marketing, go on Facebook, go on Pinterest. You need a brand strategist, like all kinds of things. And let me tell you, I, my website was very basic. All I needed was the right picture. So people knew where to go. they weren't even reading the descriptions. I mean, this is how fascinated they were with my product. So it's like, I understood that, that I just needed good enough and you know people just needed an easy way to check out um you know so don't get caught up in i need to have like the perfect instagram and facebook and pinterest and marketing as long as your information is out there and you're doing what feels good to you and it's aligned with your values and people are connecting with that keep doing that mm. you can learn things and hire people but you have to do what you like and you actually enjoy it a powerful lesson I picked up a while back in business was sometimes good enough is good enough. Yes. And that really helped me because I had that perfectionist syndrome going on and it had to be perfect, perfect design, perfect website, everything you're describing, perfect product, perfect system. There's no such thing, right? So it was really just an excuse for me to procrastinate. So I didn't yes. have to go and take the leap. Done and, is better than perfect. <laughs> done is better than perfect. And, and Startup Nation, if you're stuck in procrastination land, here's the reason why, like deep down underneath all the spiritual stuff, it's because you don't want to be rejected. That's why. I changed my logo after four months. So it's like, just put it out there. Just People put it out there. Take on the rejection. They're not rejecting you, right, Rubina? They're rejecting your product and saying, hey, it's not for me. Right. But we tend to take it personally. We act like, oh, they're rejecting me as a human in my identity. So then we freeze up and we don't show up. They're not you know? even thinking about it. I promise you. They're not thinking about your logo's not good enough. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, how did you know when good enough was good enough and launch? Um, I, I just had to accept it. Like, you know, this is. I kept it very simple. I was like, I'm a simple person. I'm not like these other illustrators out there with years of experience. 
And it took me a few weeks to just, you know, I really broke it down into small steps, you know, just uh, the, pick the name, get the domain, get a few designs that really I loved and I, that weren't out there. And I was like, people are going to like this. And they, they went crazy for it. I had friends from my crafting community come over. I had only like 200 followers at that time. In my first month, I made 11K. What? My first day alone was 5K. So um, it was crazy because my family was sitting there and we were like, like cheering each other. My brother was like, my brother's has a successful Amazon business for like three years. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> He's like, how'd you do that with pins? It, it was Dad. just the, the messaging because I shared when I did the countdown to the launch that, you know, this, I love this. These are swatches, ink pad organizers, you know, happiness is handmade. We rise by lifting others. And people just really loved that. that I was talking about things that they loved. Startup Nation, happiness <laughs> is handmade. What an awesome quote. All right, Rubina, let's get into it. I want tips. I want strategies. Show me how to do it in my craft business, girl. And by the way, for anyone listening who doesn't have a craft business right now, I guarantee these are transferable strategies you can apply to your business, your industry. All right, your top three tips or strategies that you use to cross the 100K mark. What do you got? Make them tangible. Make them tactical and practical, girl. So one of the smartest things I did early on was outsource. So you can't do it all sometimes just to save your, especially since I'm, I'm a mom at that time, my daughter was just turning one. I didn't have time to sit there for hours, you know, doing my branding and my, my design. So I did my rough sketches and then I hired someone to do like the illustrator version of it. Um, so that saved me weeks <laughs> alone. Um, I hired someone to do the branding, hired someone to help me with the website and put it together, just the basics. Um, uh, eventually I hired a coach. I think that was my other strategy is it, hire someone sooner who could hold you accountable or someone you could talk to about the business who understands, you know, what you're going through. Cause it took, I had a few months where I just kind of lost clarity. So I was mm. getting caught up in, oh my God, what is everyone doing? I need to do Facebook now. I need to do this. And it just kind of, I lost where I was going. And then it wasn't until I hired a coach that I got back on track. Isn't that amazing? It's like the very thing that's working. You made 5K the first day. You made 11K your first month. And then we abandon it. Yes. It's, oh, what are other people doing? I must be doing it wrong. And it's kind of like, no dummy. It was working. Keep doing it and then scale it, right? Yeah. But like, and I'm calling myself dummy because I've done that so many times. So having a coach, huge game changer for your life, startup nation, if you don't have one, what's your number three? Um, follow your intuition. I feel like people do have their, the answers within. It's great to have the support, but if we keep looking for other people for answers, we're going to get caught up in like, oh my God, a race, you know? Because I, I signed up for so many courses, so many programs, and never had time. Never, and then I realized that I was just distracting myself from, you know, mastering that one thing that I was doing right, which was using my experience and sharing my thoughts and feelings through pins. Like, that's basically what I'm doing. It's so relatable. People relate to this. They, people write back to my newsletter, tell me their stories. And we're really connecting. It's not just a pin. It's like these messages that validate who you are. 
And that's all we want. That's all we want, right? We want to be part of something bigger than us. And you've created a pin community, Mm -hmm. right? That people really come together um, based on these belief systems that you're putting on pins, the, the, the way of being, um, you know, just the way you see the world, etc. And what a cool, cool story. And I'm looking at these pins and they're just fun and you do them in different fonts. Um, you do them with little heart logos and stuff. They're very personalized. So they, how do I want to say it? They look personal, but they don't look amateur. Right. That's why that's I outsourced. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I think that's an important distinction. So why, why was, what focus did you put on that to keep them from looking amateur? Because sometimes we may be mm-hmm. wrestling with that. Well, if I just outsource my minimal viable product and I just do what I think is good enough, well, it still looks kind of amateur. It doesn't look professional. Um, I think the reason that they do well is because every time I design a pin, I want to be, because I'm a specific kind of person. I like plain, simple, nothing extravagant, and not everyone's going to wear a pin on their shirt or, you know, clothing. I like to wear them on my bags, or some people like to display them on the wall, you know, like a cork board. So I wanted the message to stand out. So I didn't want it to be super fancy. Uh, Every design goes, you know, like I have to approve it, that this is something that I would wear or on my, you know, like my bag or that people will see what it means Mm. versus trying to get it too fancy. All right. So what was the biggest setback you had uh, doing this? Because you're you're about to cross one year. Yes. So this has been a short little (laughs) sprint for you, girl. What's been the biggest setback? Uh, especially when you lost sight of that vision, maybe it happened then, or maybe it was somewhere else along the line. Um, I was ordering too much inventory because I thought that it would just keep getting bigger and bigger and didn't realize, you know, like some, I never knew how to run a business before that. I was learning as I go and then didn't have a coach my first eight months. Um, and I, I think part of me was like, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll do it all on my own. I don't need anybody else. But at the same time, signing up for courses and not taking them. Um, so it was through making those mistakes that I learned like, okay, just slow down. You're still going to make money. You don't have to order too much. And, Cause I would get anxiety around if something sold out and people are going to get mad and then, you know, learning to be okay with that. Like right now uh, I had a release in January that was really popular and one of the popular pins sold out and there's a delay with the factories. They haven't opened yet. It's been a month. And I'm just telling people, Hey, listen, there's, I have no control over that. And so it's like learning to be okay with the kind of feedback I get from customers and realizing that they actually understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm smiling over here because I'm, I see such a great opportunity for you here in the narrative you could create around this It'd be like, Hey, Obviously, that was an amazing design. I mean, look how popular this thing is. So if you want it, it's going to sell out again. Wait list, go and pre-order, prepay, right? And then you don't have to worry about inventory problems. (laughs) What if you could start to get some of your clients to prepay for some of your designs? What if, for example, you put up a design uh, mock-up to really test it get some pre-orders to that, and then you know exactly how much inventory to order. 
Is there anything you see there for yourself? I, I see a lot of people doing that. People have Kickstarters for enamel pens. I learned that I need to have the product in hand because there have been times where they tell me they'll ship it at a certain, I, I had wholesalers my first year, like last year. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't keep up because my retail was doing well. But it was like telling them when I anticipated a release, having, and I would invoice them, they would pay. And then the, you know, the pins would arrive late. Uh, and so I had to be like, nope, I'm going to change that because I just didn't want the anxiety. <laughs> all right. So this is what I love, right? Because I just created a new possibility. And what did you do? You did your third strategy, which was <laughs> follow your intuition. And you were like, Joseph, I appreciate that kindly. Yeah, it's good. I tried it. Doesn't work for me in my business. And yeah, it definitely works for certain people. It just didn't work boom. for me. Yes. I love it. I love that pushback. You're walking the talk, Rubina. Fantastic, <laughs> girl. All right, Startup Nation. I know you got questions for Rubina. Go to thegraymuse.com, thegraymuse.com, and connect with her. Check out some of her designs, see what she's up to. She's got a course, like she's teaching. Here's how to create, here's how I created, she created her six figure business selling craft pins. It's coming soon. I'm, I'm still writing it. It's Perfect. so hard with a baby, but it's coming. We're building demand. <laughs> We're building demand. All right. Go ahead and get on her list there. All right. So Rubino, my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, girl? Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Uh, freedom to do things whenever I want. <laughs> What's your least favorite thing? Uh, no structure. <laughs> no structure. Every day looks different. Too much freedom can be really dangerous. Yes. What are you most afraid of? Um, oh my goodness. I, I would say failing, but I'm not really afraid of failing. I think afraid. of really being seen. Of really being seen. Wow. That's a good one. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year this year in your business? Um, scrolling on Instagram, seeing what everyone else was doing. <laughs> Startup Nation, stop scrolling and looking what others are doing and get on what you want to do. What secret fear do you have about people? Um, that they don't, that they think I'm boring. Hmm, got it. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? That I don't need to sign up for all the courses out there. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. What is a new habit you want to form? Um, to be able to write more often, regularly. Mm, another creative outlet, it sounds like for you. Yes. And what's a bad habit you want to break? Um, eating fries. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That's clear. Okay. Carbs are my weakness. <laughs> Carbs. Stop it. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Intuitive, uh, warm, and compassionate. Hmm. Pick three words to describe who you are before you started your business. Oh my goodness. Anxious, <laughs> stressed out, and irritable. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be irritable too if I was anxious and stressed out. <laughs> and last question, Rubina, if you could come back to life after you died, look your husband, your little daughter, who's about to turn two in the eyes, your mom, your dad, your brother, and give them only one piece of advice about everything. 
What would you say to them? Oh my goodness. Life is so short. Try all the things that you want to do. Things that are morally and ethically and legal. <laughs> yes. <right? laughs> Just try things that interest you, that, you know, chase your curiosity, things that make you wonder, you know, go on more adventures, add more magic in your life. Go on more adventures, add more magic in life. This is a family show. So I had to put in that disclaimer, Rubin. <laughs> Any course. final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first $100,000 this year, 2020? Just start. I mean, you learn through action, just, you know, trying to plan too much or uh, think about it and how you want it to go is you're going to get the answers from doing things. I love it. You're going to get the answers from doing things, Startup Nation. So just start. Okay. And Rubina, you got a course coming up. You got some things you're working on. Go ahead and share with Startup Nation what you're up to, girl. So I'm hoping to launch the uh, Instagram. So I'm going to talk about how I built my Instagram community, the strategies I use that felt good to me. So I, you know, I don't do what everyone else is doing. I didn't do any videos until this year. I didn't do any ads. I only started Facebook ads this um, in January. So I did everything organically. I get a lot of engagement and, um, you know, uh, from my audience. So I, I'm going to be putting that into course because I get a lot of questions about that, especially from other business owners or creatives who want to start their own business. Um, and then the other one is how I built my business, you know, um, the things that I did, what I outsourced, the suppliers I use and things, you know, mistakes to avoid. So I'm going to do an ebooks because that's, I love to write. So I'm not ready for, you know, videos yet. And then I'm going to be launching, I call it mindset coaching, but I really just want to work with women who are stuck. You know, they have all these limiting beliefs and fears, and I want to help them to reframe that, you know, and normalize what they're experiencing and help them to take action. Uh, I've already done that throughout the year, and now it's, it's, you know, I'm like, okay, I should create a program because I have limited time to work with people, so I want to be able to have a small group, and I, I've been in several groups myself, and that there's magic in that just having that support so i want to be able to help more people build the way i've changed my life around thank you for showing up and offering that to the world a lot of people well not a lot of people some people they get success and then they keep it to themselves and they don't share specifically how they did it so that others can win too in their lives. So thank you for that. Startup Nation, if you want more of that, if you want to go find out about that, get on the list. Rubina, where do they go? They can go to the Gray Muse just or my Instagram. Just contact me and I, I write back to everyone. It may take me a few days because I have a baby in a business, but I do get back to everyone. That's awesome. Yes. Startup Nation, go check her out. I love it. I like hearing about creatives that are winning in business because we, re we re rarely hear about that. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm doing my hobby, but I don't make any money at it. But it's fun. I enjoy it. But that you've <laughs> been able to bridge both and say, hey, listen, I made a business out of doing my hobby that I love. And I'm, I made 150 grand in less than a year my first year out. You can too. Well, that's yes. a darn inspiring message. Yes. So that's fantastic. All right, Startup Nation uh, and Rubina, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, girl.
Thank you so much. Same to you, Joseph. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.